Yo, what's going on? It's your main man, Rick the Dawn. Hey, what's going on, y'all? So I just checked out a documentary on Netflix, and you know, I didn't really think I would enjoy this documentary, but boy, was I wrong. And here we go. So um, it's about Manti Teo, star football player from Hawaii. I'm trying to say it right. The natives say it differently from the way I used to hear it and how I did. But anyway, a star player rose through the ranks from high school, went on to play college at Notre Dame, did an amazing job all the way through, and eventually was drafted by San Diego in the NFL. But on the way to that final conclusion, making it to the NFL, he was catfished. That's right. He was catfished by a male pretending to be a female in a very, very, what's up, Myron? Very, very elaborate scheme. And let me just tell you, it is very elaborate. Um, you have to see the documentary. What do I rate it? I would have to rate it a nine out of 10. I started off a skeptic, not really thinking that I would enjoy this documentary. And boy, was I wrong. It was a very strong documentary. A lot of sub themes came into my mind as I was watching it. And I knew that I would have to speak on it because it's a lot here. So the guy uh, is on Facebook and I'm talking about the perpetrator, the uh, the suspect or the, the guilty guy, the evil guy, what have you. The pro, no, the antagonist. He starts off with a Facebook search and he, you know, looks at Manti Teo's profile on Facebook and clicks at at a friend or what have you. And he realizes very quickly that. You know, he's a male and Manti Teo may not be susceptible to his advances because they might be deemed uh, inappropriate. So he does something that's very interesting and he finds a female profile, a uh, lady by the name of Diana O'Meara, and he steals her photographs and then uses those photographs to strike up a conversation with Manti Teo, which initially is very innocent, but soon turns romantic. And pretty soon, that re uh, relationship gets so deep that the antagonist or perpetrator can no longer wiggle himself out of it freely. And during the time of this inappropriate relationship in which Manti Teo is being absolutely deceived, um, the perpetrator starts to grow genuine feelings. And he goes through all of these elaborate schemes. Now, that was the most surprising thing that I witnessed while watching this documentary, the length at which he, uh, you know, he went to try to, uh, you know, deceive Mantateo. Some of those efforts included having his niece, who's a little girl, get on the phone with Mantateo and say how much she missed him and how much she wanted to see him, basically playing on his heartstrings. Um, other things might include, um, you know, sending pictures, you know, specific pictures at that. And uh, and I think what I would argue is the most deceptive of all those different efforts was claiming that the girlfriend or the suspected or the fake girlfriend died, which impacted Mantateo tremendously because uh, he played with so much passion in the game that his girlfriend passed on that the reporters had to ask, like, where did all this energy and where did all this passion come from? And, you know, it prompted man Titeo to say his girlfriend had just passed. And that's where a lot of the uh, emotion and passion for that performance came from. And how sick of the perpetrator 
to create this ruse about Manta Teo's girlfriend passing in the same breath, week, time frame, a few days prior, a few days after, his grandmother had passed. So it turns out Manta Teo's grandmother had passed. And then the day after, uh, the, the perpetrator lies to Manta Teo because he wants some attention. And he tells Manta Teo that, or it's, it's so elaborate, it's hard to explain, but it's very easy to explain. He acted as if he was the brother of the supposed girlfriend while using his normal voice. See, very easy. And as the brother, he told Mantateo that Mantateo's girlfriend, his sister, had just passed away. And that struck something in Mantateo that he just couldn't hold in. He had such an amazing performance. They asked him, hey, where did, where did all this passion come from? And Mantateo simply stated, hey, you know, he had lost some people and, you know, this gang was dedicated to them. And this was a beautiful story, a very beautiful story at surface until, you know, you dig deep into it and you realize, hey, there's more here. And how does this all get revealed? It's simple. You got people on an Internet with, you know, malicious intent. And in this case, I'm talking about dead spin. Never heard of them before. Probably will never hear to hear about them after this. But they start doing some digging and find out like, hey, wait a minute. Mantateo is dedicating all this stuff to his girlfriend, but there's no record of his girlfriend ever being alive, ever being seen. So they, you know, they do some digging and they realize that, wait a minute, something's off right here. Uh, Mantateo's girlfriend is not a real person. In fact, she's being impersonated by this guy, Renoa. And from that particular point, it, it all hits the fan. And sadly, this is the saddest and most biggest tragedy of this entire event. Deadspin, instead of getting all the facts, and I understand they wanted to be the first one to leak this information, but without getting all the facts, they just jump out there with this crazy story. And they pretty much put, put out in the atmosphere that Manta Teo is a part of the hoax. So what happens is, as these major publications get their hands on the story, uh, they don't only implicate Renoa, the guy that's perpetrating the female Mantateo's supposed girlfriend, but they also implicate Mantateo, which I think is the greatest tragedy because he was the victim. Can you imagine being the victim of a situation and then people looping you in with the criminal? Like, isn't that insane? You, you know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? That's kind of what happened here. Mantateo is the victim, was the victim, and the perpetrator basically deceived him in the entire world. So much so that when the entire world got wind of the story, he had done such a good job. I'm talking about the perpetrator, Renoa. He had done such a great job that people thought that it was no way possible that Mantateo could not have known that this guy was playing a female character. But upon further analysis and watching some of the interviews that Dr. Phil conducted, it was very, very clear that Renoa had some mental illness issues and was able to replicate the voice of a female so well that the average person would not have been able to distinguish the two genders. And it's sad because the repercussions of this act eventually led to Mantateo not uh, being drafted in the first round, which is what he worked so hard for. We're talking about since high school, 
this guy is putting in overtime with perfecting his craft. And he gets to the main stage, the NFL draft. And for whatever reason, because of this story being leaked and also his performance in the championship, the national championship, his stock drops all the way to uh, round number two. I think pick 38 in the second round. And it's such a big tragedy because he's such a good guy, man. Such a good guy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was one of the biggest takeaways I got from this episode or say the series. That is how great of a guy Manti Teo truly is. Um, he seems to lean very heavily on his faith. He seems to be someone who will give you the shirt off his back. And to see evil, and I'm going to call it, I'm going to call it what it is today, to see evil attach itself to Manti Teo that way to destroy his credibility was none other than Satan himself. Let me tell you something real quick, man. Sometimes Satan will listen to your prayers. Did you know that? Like Satan hears your prayers. When you make your prayers known to God, you know who's listening? Satan. He's listening. And sometimes if you're not patient and if you don't have discernment, sometimes he'll send a decoy in the way to throw you off your path. So you have to be careful. You know what I mean? You're you're praying for a husband. You're praying for a wife. Guess who's listening? Satan's right there listening to every detail that you're asking for. And he'll go find one of his own people and send them your way. And if you're not careful, you'll think that that person came from God when in actuality they are from the depths of hell. And you won't find that out until you do some digging. And how do you overcome such a big challenge like that? How do you outrun? How do you defeat evil? Patience. Patience. That's the only way. Patience and diligence. That's the only way to outrun, outdo evil. Patience and diligence. And why do I say those two things? Because one, the devil hates time. You know, he, he wants everything to happen right away. Then that's always a clear indication that he's involved. Whenever something happens too fast, that's about when you know he's involved. Listen, what happens when you plant a apple seed or you plant a flower? Does it happen instantly? I've learned something through studying the works of God that he doesn't do things instantly, oftentimes. He usually allows things to happen over time. That's just how he has programmed the world. I've noticed that. For example, when a child is born, are they born instantly? No, they, they take nine months to develop. When you plant a flower, no, it doesn't happen instantly. It usually takes time, seasons to develop. That is how God works. He works in systems. He works in time. He works over time. And the quickest way to know that it is the devil that is answering your prayer and not God is how fast things happen. If it happens instantly, that is your clear indication that Satan's involved. If you pray for a wife and it happens two days later, a week later, that's Satan throwing a dummy, a dummy blessing your way. And if you're not careful, you'll easily fall for it. And many have. For example, you pray for a wife, you know, you, 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 you're you praying, you're, you're fasting, you're doing those kind of things, and then you meet somebody in a week. That's not from God, most likely. I would say nine and a half times out of 10, that's not from God. Not, not in a week. Because what God will do is prepare you for the blessing he's going to send you. And that preparation, preparation could take a year. See what I'm saying? And this is where people fall short because they don't know how to wait, right? They don't have that patience in them. And that's where people fall short. 
the preparation for the woman that God sends you or the, or the man that God sends you might take you three years. And this is where the devil manipulates. And this is where the devil finds his angles. Like, I know this person cannot wait three years to develop to become the person that they're asking for God to send them to whatever. I know they can't wait three years, so I'll send somebody to them next week and they'll take they'll take it hook, line, hook, line, and sinker. And this is why I say the only way to defeat the devil's plots and plans, because he listens to your prayers as well. The only way to defeat his plots and plans is being patient and being attentive. He'll always send you some quick. All right. You ask for a million dollars. God's going to make you wait sometimes 10, 20 years to prepare you to receive it. Satan's going to send you something in about a week, a lottery ticket or something like that. Somebody's going to send you a little gift, a something fast. And you're going to take it because as humans, we don't have the ability to be patient. So why do I say attention or attentive attentiveness? Because if you pay attention and you look at the details of whatever comes your way, you will realize very easily. Oh, yeah, that, that, that couldn't be from God because insert great thought here. Right. Wait a minute. I asked the Lord for a Christian woman. So Satan is send you a woman and then he'll tell you, well, she can become a Christian. Right. But that's not what you asked for. Right. And this is how, you know, so that attentiveness will help you figure out his plans and plots. So the question guiding this entire series is, can you outrun evil? And I just told you there's only one way to do it. Being patient and being attentive. When you pray to God, know that he, the devil, is listening and prepare for whatever he might send your way in, in, uh, in, in the way of a decoy. <clears throat> um, especially when it's a materialistic thing. Oh, Satan loves the answers. Those answer those prayers. If you're asking for a woman with big breasts, you're asking for a man with a big junk. Oh, the, you know, the Satan going to bring somebody to you within about, about a week. It's going to be so fast. You're going to think uh, your blessing came through an Uber. But God don't work that way. God takes time. Right. Everything that God has done takes time. It takes what? How many seasons does it take for summer to come back? How many seasons does it take for winter to come back? Everything that God has done or put and put in place takes time. And, you know, I'm not lying because according to the Bible, it took God seven days to complete the earth or the world. Six days to complete it. One day, one day of rest. So there you have it. God takes time. That's to create the entire world. Seven days. All right. Six days and one day if you count the rest. So my point is, when God does something, it takes time. When a baby is born, it takes how long? Nine months. Nothing that God does happens overnight, happens in a week. And I won't say nothing that God does. I'm saying typically God doesn't work that way. He has these systems. And I've learned this from just watching and listening and seeing how he operates. So when something comes to you right away, you always need to be wary of it. OK, you ask God to, you know, you know, bless you financially. And then one day later, someone calls with this proposition. You got to know something's wrong there because that's not how God works. He doesn't work that fast. He doesn't work like that. It's not about speed either. It's about development. And I think people forget that. It's not about, oh, God doesn't work that fast because he can't. No, it's about developing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure God can make a flower bloom in a second. I'm pretty sure. 
but it's about development. So it goes through a process. It goes through the watering process. It roots out. It, it sprouts. It grows up. You know, it it, it, it goes even like a, a butterfly. It, it goes into the cocoon or rather, uh, uh, you know what I mean? What is it called? And things are called uh, a, a larva, larvae, whatever. It goes into a cocoon. And then over time, see, that's the thing. Over time, over time. That's how you know when guys involved, when something happens over time. How do you know when Satan's involved? When something happens instantly, when something happens quick, the devil has made a fortune out of uh, giving human beings things quickly because they can't wait for what God really has for them. Right. Uh, God gave Adam and Eve everything and just said, hey, just nurture the space over time. Uh, you'll you'll find out the true meaning of the space over time. That's how God works over time. Babies are born over time. The earth was built over time. Flowers are made over time. All right. Th that's how he works over time. And he'll quickly, Satan will give you a blessing right away. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, so if you bite this apple right now, and that's how you beat this. That's how you beat the dough. Being patient. When you're patient, you outweight or you outlast Satan's deceptions. When you're able to be patient and stop, that's how you beat Satan. It's easy to beat him. He's not hard to beat. You beat Satan by being patient. And when you can do that, he gets impatient because he's not a patient individual. For example, this idiot wanted to take over the kingdom of heaven. What did he do? He started striking up all these people, all these these uh, turncoats, turn these fake angels, right, to try to overtake heaven because he was in a rush. He wanted to do it right now. And I'm pretty sure it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but it wouldn't surprise me if God told him, like, be patient. Something will, you know, you, you'll get this, you'll get whatever. But he wanted it right then and there. Because that's how he works. Satan works in speed. He wants things quickly, quick. Right, right now, right now. Bite the apple now. Bite the apple now. That's how he works. And when you're patient and paying attention, i.e. being vigilant, that is how you beat Satan. That's how you beat him. So, to round this entire debate up, um, can you outrun evil? Absolutely. With patience, attentiveness, and just knowing his, you know, Satan's deceptions. I think you can do it. Uh, and it's very unfortunate because I knew, I knew exactly, I know exactly what happened here. Manti Teo would have been an incredible force for good because he was a man of faith and he would have inspired so many people. So what Satan did was he devised a person to come through and spoil all of Mantateo's, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I forget the word I'm looking for, but <clears throat> credibility. He sent someone to spoil Mantateo's credibility so that when he spoke, people wouldn't listen to the words that Mantateo was saying. Instead, they would think about this weird backstory uh, that involves some training. So now all of the greatness that Manti Teo really is physically as a, as a, as a sports specimen is relegated to this training, this evil person who has mental health issues, a grown man who thinks he's a woman. Now all of Manti Teo's influence and credibility is relegated to this disgusting thing. And that is how Satan works as well. He'll try to discredit you, right? He'll he'll try to catch you doing something de uh, deplorable. He'll even he'll lie to make it happen. He'll do whatever he can to make it happen. He'll find one of his people that's having mental challenges and he'll send them your way. You got to be careful who comes in your space.
you got to be careful because nine times out of 10, these people are coming from Satan. Nine times out of 10. Very rarely does God send somebody to you so fast. It might happen over time, but it ain't going to be not, not an instantaneous thing. It usually doesn't happen that way. And when it does, you got to be you got to you got to do your due diligence and find out who this person is. That's what it is, man. So I think that's what happened. Satan saw the influence that Mattel would have on the world and all these people that could have been touched by Mattel's kindness. He's such a kind guy, such a sweet and nice guy. Satan saw that and he sent one of his you know one of his little individuals towards Mattel to deceive him and th therefore now a lot of what Mantate represents is not even something he had a hand in crafting. Now, the good news, the great news is that Mantate has gone on to clear his name, number one, very important. But most people don't care about that because once they have their, their, their story, they run off. That's this new culture we live in. But who cares about those people? They don't matter. And then the second thing is Mantate has gone on to marry a wonderful woman and have, I think he has a beautiful little girl as well. So much love to Mantateo. Shame on Renoa, whatever his last name is. I don't care. Ridiculous. Ridiculous how he did this to this person. And it was so infuriating to see this guy, this perpetrator, try to generate sympathy for himself. Right? It was disgusting to see that. He wanted sympathy for deceiving somebody. And you know the saddest part, but it's also a good thing that I saw is that Mantateo forgave this guy. I would not have been, that's what I'm saying. That's how decent of a human being Mantateo is. And I think Satan saw that. So therefore, he tried him best, his best to uh discredit that, that type of kindness. And he, he wanted to just discredit this guy any way possible because that's what he does. Right. If you have a purpose from God, Satan also knows that purpose. So what is he going to do? He's going to try to discredit you before you get big enough to influence. That's what Satan fears. He fears irrelevancy. He fears being irrelevant. OK, he fears everyone finding out the power of God and realizing that he's irrelevant. Right. So he does everything in his power. I'm talking about Satan. he does everything in his power to influence people. And discredit the right people. You'll notice a lot of times God's people don't have a large platform. They don't have a lot of this. They don't have a lot of that. Because Satan goes, oh, he goes hard with trying to, he's pushing certain people in a certain way quickly, right? Because that's how Satan works. He works fast. So you'll notice that certain people will rise to fame so fast. And then you'll say, well, what, what's taking him so long? That's because God works over time. So God's people will eventually get where they're supposed to go because they have to be developed. And God doesn't see time like we see time. We see time in seconds, minutes, days, years, months. God doesn't see time like that. In fact, sometimes you won't even be the one that God uses to do the thing that you think you're here to do. Sometimes he'll develop you to develop your grandson and your grandson to de develop your great grandson. It'll happen like 300 years later, whatever you thought you were going to do, because that's how God works. He doesn't see time like us. He does things over time. Right. So, for example, the thing that I think I'm here to do and I can't do it because my platform is so small. What, what 2000 subscribers? I mean, that's not a big enough platform. But what I'm doing will lay the groundwork 
for like my great, 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 great grandson who will be who I want to be today. And he or she will have the platform to reach millions because he works overtime. That's how he does it. And you just got to know that. If you don't know that, you don't know it. But that's what I'm telling you. Whereas Satan will say, wait a minute, do you really want to miss out on the opportunity to do something so profound? Don't you want to be the person to reach the millions of people? Well, I can make that happen. Just do this. And most people do this. Not your main man, Rick the Dawn. I guess I'll just talk to 2,000 people then or less because I'm going to wait for God. That's how it is, man. You got to wait for God to move. Um, when you start moving by yourself, that's when you, you're moving outside of the will of God. And that's just what it is. And be careful who you associate yourself with because that very person might be sent from Satan to discredit you because you have a great purpose that will change the lives of hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people. But if he is successful, I'm talking about Satan, and sending that person to you to discredit you, if that entire plot and plan is successful, when you speak and you try to share your message, they won't listen because you'll have this blotch on your name or on your reputation that will cause people not to hear you. And this is what happened to Manta Taylor. <sighs> Cold game. <laughs>